as soon as they're talking to a prospect or a customer, immediately the intonation goes up, the volume goes up, the intensity goes up, the excitement goes up. And so instead it sounds much more salesy. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. In the world of so many different ways that we can get in touch with our prospect, the follow-up call is still the gold standard for setting appointments. We see time and time again that calls can outperform cold emails over and over and over again. Yet having the right process and the right approach to making those follow-up calls is all the difference between making 200 dials and getting zero appointments or making 200 dials and getting five appointments. So having that approach is everything. I'm going to show you exactly how to make a follow-up call that gets sales meetings. Check it out. Number one, nail the first 17 seconds. Just think if you are out on a first date. Typically, they know in the first few seconds whether they're going to want to pursue this relationship or not. And it's the exact same thing in sales. Having a tight first 17 seconds is so critical because so much of the decision is really made around whether they want to talk to you. And quite frankly, if you stumble through those first 17 seconds, it's going to be really, really, really hard to get things back on track. So nailing that first 17 seconds of the conversation is critical. Thinking through exactly what you're going to say and really having a script for those first few seconds of the call is so important rather than just winging it. Nailing it on all fronts in the first part of the call is going to give you such tailwinds for the rest of the conversation. Number two, your tone sets The tone. Having a great tonality in your sales conversations is going to be so important because one thing that I've found is having now been a sales trainer for around 20 years, I've had many opportunities to be in big office spaces where there are many, many salespeople in the room and they're all making dials, they're making calls. And one thing that I've found is that in 99.99% of circumstances, I can almost always tell when a salesperson is talking to a personal contact versus when they're talking to a prospect or a customer. It's amazing when that same salesperson is talking to their wife or their mom or their kids, immediately they're just talking like normal person. They're just speaking in a normal tonality. But as soon as they're talking to a prospect or a customer, immediately the intonation goes up, the volume goes up, the intensity goes up, the excitement goes up. And so instead it sounds much more salesy. It sounds like, hey, how are you doing today? Great to hear from you. I'm really excited to share with you. And it's so obvious to the prospect. They feel that. And so setting the tone early on and throughout the entire call is going to lower the barriers to really breaking through. So use a tonality that's not salesy, but instead is natural, like you're talking to someone that you know. Number three, they can't hurt you. This is so important all the time. It's just recognizing that your prospects cannot hurt you. They are people somewhere out in the world and you're basically playing a video game where you're calling someone there's no access to you they're not even going to remember who you are in a few minutes and so you have this opportunity to 
make real money as a result of this conversation, yet so often we get so nervous because it's like that rejection and the potential for them to hurt our feelings is so critical. But the reality is, is they can't hurt you. They can't touch you. They can't attack you. There is no physical harm. It's actually one of the safest things that you could possibly do, right? They're not physically there. And yet we proceed in our mind to think that we're in this almost life and death situation. Number four, lead with your best value. I find that salespeople tend to bury the lead, right? So what that means is they take their best stuff and they save it for the latter part of the conversation. And it's like, don't do that, right? Put your best stuff at the beginning of the conversation when you've got a prospect who's still thinking, do I wanna talk to this person? Do I wanna give them another 30 seconds? That's the time to use your best stuff. So as you're crafting out your script, be sure that your best stuff is at the beginning as opposed to at the end because people are gonna get get annoyed and they're gonna hang up on you if they're not seeing value. So put your best stuff early on in the conversation and don't wait for it like it's some grand presentation. And this is, by the way, true of at a presentation or at any point in the sale. Always give your best stuff up front. Don't save it for the end because there may not be an end, right? They could end the conversation earlier on. Number five, get them talking. The data is unequivocal that when you are able to get a prospect to talk more in a sales call, you're much more likely eventually to get the appointment and then to close the sale. And the more you can get them talking about their challenges, their objectives, their goals, what they're looking for, the more likely you are eventually to get them by. So really, once they start talking, don't try to jump in and interrupt and, and share your best stuff. Like That's the point where we wanna just get them talking, ask follow-up questions, dig in, and really understand what's going on. Number six, make the meeting attractive. So this is essentially the biggest problem that salespeople have is on a prospecting call, the goal is typically to get a meeting. Every once in a while, it might be to get a sale. But for the most part, for the vast majority of salespeople, the step that you want to come out of a prospecting call is a meeting. And the reality is that people don't want meetings with salespeople. That's not like a naturally attractive proposition right? Look at timeshares. They're literally giving away an entire vacation to a couple to come in for a one-hour sales meeting or a sales pitch, right? It's like, that's the calculus that they've done where they're like, we're going to literally give you a vacation for hundreds and hundreds of dollars in order to get you to come in and listen to our sales pitch, right? That's how unattractive a sales meeting is to prospects. And that's true in any situation, whether you're selling software real estate, whatever. It's like no one really wants to meet with a salesperson. So what we have to do is we have to make that meeting attractive. You have to give them a reason to want to meet with you in the first place. And so it's not attractive to them to just say something like, hey, I'd love to learn more about what, you know, what you're up to and show you what we do. Instead, it's like, how can you package that next meeting in a way that really is attractive, right? Things like sharing best practices or showing them examples of exactly how they can accomplish X, Y, Z or whatever it is, but like really think about how you're going to make that next step, which is typically a meeting, more attractive. So that way they're more likely to say yes, rather than just say, hey, I'd love to have another conversation, right? No one wants to have another conversation. Number seven, find the balance between calm and pushy. So 
This is really a kind of like never ending tension where great prospecting calls, when we listen to them, they have to be calm, right? You have to be calm. You have to be kind of not super crazy intense, right? Because that's immediately going to turn the prospect off. But at the same time, you have to be strong and pushy enough to get them to that next step. And so you've got to kind of find that balance in a follow-up call between calm and then at the same time, really holding their feet to the fire to get that next step in place. So we want to really have a kind of cool tonality, but at the same time, we really want to be firm about going for that next step. And so dialing that piece in is really a huge part to becoming ultimately successful in prospecting calls. So there is how to make a follow-up call that gets sales meetings. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think it overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.